Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Millie. I was going to finish up my last episode of season three talking about the Servant Girl Annihilator as my last episode, and then move on to season four, but I was just not in in it anymore. It was just like my brain had, you know, just died. So I am just going to have to leave season three off with an odd number instead of an even one, which sucks, but I will have to get over it. So now we are moving on to talking about veganism. And I hope you all do fully listen to these episodes because I think it is an an important topic um, to talk about if we set aside the bashing on both sides of the equation. So to begin, I'll start off with talking about what it is. Some people just genuinely do not know that veganism exists, nor do they know what we even eat. I first want to say that we eat food, we just exclude dairy, eggs, meat, and fish. Literally any and all animal products we try to exclude. I say try because sometimes animal products find their way into like my cookies and chips, but don't tell the others um, because you know some vegans can be a bit more pushy with the veganism um, like uh, movement. But we're just um, we just try to abstain from all animal products and animal byproducts. That is what a vegan is, literally. Now I'm going to break down the levels to being a vegan. Also, do not take these levels seriously. It is just for you know giggles. At the way top of the tier, we have the actual vegan, meaning the vegan that is basically a raw vegan who eats all fruits, grains, veggies, oats, basically plants that are in their true and natural form. The next level is level four. This vegan knows that nutritional yeast exists and makes use of its various applications, and they are still as strict as the level five vegan. The level three vegan has finally decided to give up cheese, which oddly is the main thing that people say they cannot give up when it comes to deciding whether or not they want to fully become a vegan. The level two and level one vegan may cheat, at fa- may cheat at family gatherings for the holidays and they may eat turkey, but they may revert back to being a vegan after the holidays. The one thing that they all have in common is that they are not perfect, but they have done research, they have read into all there is there, uh, to be a vegan, and they are making their best efforts, whether it fails or succeeds, but at least they tried. and. To be honest, in my opinion, I believe that is that is all that truly counts. I feel that the main reason that some vegans may negatively bump heads with meat eaters is because we may not take into account people's social standings when it comes to trying veganism. Depending on where you're located, veggie burgers and meatless options may be expensive. And sure, people who are going um, vegan do not need to buy the processed vegan foods. And they could try different ingredients. They could used to make veggie burgers and hefty vegan meals, but that means they would have to continue buying those ingredients. And then they may become too expensive sometimes depending on that person's eating habits. Veganism just, it takes time. Even being a vegetarian is a good step, even though many vegans may disagree. I still think that if you're a vegetarian, you're making the conscious effort to slowly take out animal products and that is just just as wonderful. The main thing that I feel we are lacking within the vegan community is that we may get so hyped on trying to save the animals and the earth, but we may not think about the person of whom we are talking to about veganism. Like for me, I went vegan after watching a documentary called What the Health. 
but originally I was a vegetarian, specifically a lacto-ovo vegetarian. I just, um, I didn't eat may eggs, fish, or poultry, something like that. I forgot what it was. But I actually thrived um, great within the lifestyle of being a lacto-ovo vegetarian. But one of the original reasons that I even came up with the thought of going vegetarian and vegan is because in the seventh grade, my English teacher was teaching us about ethos, pathos, and logos. And so she showed videos that used animation and real-life videos to show what they looked like in text. And then we came across pathos which appeals to emotions. And all of a sudden, a video appeared across the screen of baby cows and their mothers struggling in their own feces, and they were struggling in mud. And they were just endlessly in pain and struggling to stand up because of all the random feces and urination everywhere in the farmhouse. It was pretty brutal than me just explaining it. But after that video, I was so traumatized and I did not immediately go vegetarian or vegan, but it remained on my consciousness for like four or five years. And then I watched a documentary called What the Health, which is basically about chronic diseases and meat, fish and egg consumption. But since then, I have not had meat ever. So I have been a vegan for about three years now, but I was a vegetarian for about six months before going vegan. Now I'm going to list the things that I hate and love about being a vegan and veganism in general. The things that I hate the most is that when I am on Instagram, because I tend to search for um, like cool facts about veganism from other um, veteran vegans, I tend to get hit with the occasional slaughterhouse videos. Now some of them, are not too much for me to personally personally handle, but there were a few times I accidentally watched a cow get slaughtered, and it is odd that it is always cows that I see when there are tons of other animals who go through the same thing. But anyway, there was one video in particular that truly scarred me, but it was not a slaughter video. It was basically me watching borderline bestiality between a farmer and a male cow, because the farmer was either about to um, inseminate the female cow or force the male cow into her, but he had to do a five finger briefing beforehand on the cow's south private pee area. I hope that makes sense, but the video was just gross. Anyway, that video replays in my head and it has been about three months already since I have seen it. And I, I feel like it was, I have like slight PTSD from it or something. But sometimes I feel that there should be a line drawn when it comes to advocating for veganism and, and the cause. I am already a vegan, but I don't think I would have liked to have seen that video as a way to conjure me to veganism. I don't think I would ever want to show someone that video as well. There's only so much we as vegans should and can do to advocate for animal liberation. But personally, I do not think that showing gruesome bestiality and cows getting beaten videos are it. But in the end, after watching the video, I guiltily reported it. I only did that because I would not want anyone to watch the video. Even if it was not a cow getting killed, it was still very nerve wracking and disgusting. Um, the way that I think many of us should advocate for veganism is by nicely and with more composure talking to someone about it. But when you feel the conversation getting too heated, then we should back off and just gently end the conversation. Like there is a group that I think does very well with their vegan, vegan activism. They're called Anonymous for the Voiceless. 
what they do is they stand silently with a full face, um, like full face white coverings. It's basically a mask and they're in all black and they stand in a circle holding up signs about animal liberation and they do not move or make a peep. It is it's actually quite cool. They just stand there silently. But I have seen a few videos of non-vegans getting heated at the vegans who protest more out loud and vice versa, but that anger does not have to be there at all. Sometimes I, sometimes I feel that many people get so heated and upset at vegans because they, they may feel guilty and do not want to admit it, or they're just honestly annoyed with us. But do not use that anger to try to run vegans away. Use the anger and just try to read more about veganism and what the protesters are trying to convey. I have always found it easier to just do research for myself and make the connection. There were a few questions that um, I do get regarding my vegan lifestyle. And the one that seems to pop up the most is iron deficiency and vegans being weak because they are missing some of the animal proteins. But I will, I will tell you this, just like how I mentioned, there are levels to vegans. There are levels to our understanding about what it what is mainly important to our bodies. Vegans and humans in general can and could thrive on a lifestyle that excludes all animal products. But the key is that we have to make sure we take in enough leafy greens and fruits and beans in order to get our proteins and things of that nature. Humans can survive completely without meat because many sources of proteins and nutrients can be found in plants. But there is an issue with this. The issue is that we have to address the person's eating habits that they already have. Like if someone is recovering from an eating disorder, I think the last thing that they should do is become a vegan. I only say that because I know when I first became a vegan, it was hard to figure out what to eat because I was not entirely sure how to navigate making hearty meals that have all of my needed veggies in them. And it was hard making sure that I made enough food for sustenance. If you are recovering from an eating disorder, I, I do not really think it should matter whether your meal does or does not contain animal products. Products, But I know that it is something that I have heard some vegans say that you should instead revert to consuming more fruits and vegetables more than meats and eggs. But it is always hard to just tell someone who is recovering that they should just eat this and that. I just say focus on you and your growth. But back to answering. Personally, I have always had an iron deficiency even before I, I even was a vegan or a vegetarian. But I also take iron pills and now I eat more um, leafy greens so I do not feel as sluggish. But I feel that the argument that all vegans are calorie deficient and lacking in nutrients is a bit bogus because that just creates a false generalization about vegans. And then it just creates a weak argument against why someone should not try or go vegan. If it is done with great understanding and caution, then veganism could be an excellent diet or lifestyle for anyone, but that also depends on where you live. For example, people in colder areas may not have the ability of going vegan because crops do not really grow over there. So it is understandable that they need to survive off of what is there, which is normally going to be fish and other animals. That I can totally understand. What I do not really understand is why many people just stick to eating the same three animals over and over when there's a whole plethora of um, foods that could be a little bit more fulfilling. Not only that, but if you are able to, you could 
grow your own crops and veggies. That way you save money. It would, um, it would get uh, you used to becoming more in tune with nature. That is actually what I am wanting to do when the weather gets better. My father usually grows peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, and, and things like that, but it depends on the weather. But normally when I go shopping for vegan food, because I do not have a job, I shop on a budget with money my mother transfers over to my card from, from chores. I always go to the store that I know has the cheapest items, and I buy large bags of oatmeal, beans, rice, nutritional yeast, and vegetable broth. That way I can make soups. I can also make my own veggie burgers out of the rice and beans if I smash them together and add a bit of veggie broth and some other stuff and fry it up. It just takes a lot of patience. But normally because I buy them in bulk at a cheap price, I only spend about $20 on all of that. But that is the fun thing about being a vegan or trying vegan food. I have tried and made foods that I never would have made or known about while I was still eating meat. Also, it has made me get used to budgeting and buying in bulk. So it is, it is a cool little, it's a cool little experience. But there has um, been a great deal of um, beneficial change to my body since I went vegan. I have way more energy and I just feel lighter. Not lighter as in my body is lighter, but I just feel more free. I am not sure if that makes sense, but I personally felt that becoming a vegan was freeing to me. But that is only me. Veganism affects people differently. Some people may feel sluggish because they are new to life to the lifestyle change. Some people may feel bloated or they may even get the runs um, more than they would usually get the runs. Just always make sure that if you decide to try veganism or vegetarianism or mainly any diet and lifestyle change in general, that you do research, you speak to your doctor, and you go slow with it. Do not just quit animal products or in meat or quit what you've normally been eating abruptly because that's what I did. Um, it, it worked for me, but I, it only worked for me because I have been blessed more than I could imagine to already have an abundance of like rice, beans, and veggies at my fingertips. But remember, if you do not want to go vegan, you do not have to. Do not give in to the sometimes harsh pressure, pressure that some vegans um, may place upon becoming vegan. Do research and contemplate the change and make sure that you're in a place where you can go vegan. But just like with any form of oppression, whether it be oppression of animals, environmental issues, uh, racial oppression and issues, always make sure that you educate yourself and make sure that you know what you're up against and you know that what you're heading towards. But this is only the beginning of my talk about diets and different types of lifestyles regarding food. My only hope is that you listen with an open heart and also remember that I am no expert. I am only speaking from experience. But now we are at the end of this podcast episode. I hope this made sense. I, I really want someone to get something out of this. But next podcast episode, I will cover the topic on um, how veganism may not exactly be 100% cruelty free. But before we end, I must say a quote. Our greatest ability as humans is not to change the world, but to change ourselves. Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi. Adios.